Welcome to the new nurse podcast. This is Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hi. Hi. Um. <laughs> I was like literally in the midst of rereading like underlined portions of my book and like just uh, losing myself in that. <laughs> so I startled you a little bit. I just I was like, oh, wait, that's um, sometimes do you feel like as you get more tired, like multitasking is very challenging. Yes, for sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. For cool, sure. Cool. You're not alone. Same. Um, good. Then <laughs> I'm glad that we're like twinsies on that one. Yes. Um, so we've been talking about servant leadership and was there anything that like was like a major takeaway for you, Em? Like obviously we're bringing these topics, but you and I always reflect on things afterwards. We like re-listen to our podcasts. Was there anything that kind of like bubbled up or mm, I think so. Spot? No, I think like so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's like one of those things when you're studying for an exam and you know, you feel like you've gathered so much information that's been so like, ooh, ah moments. Mm. But when you go to like, say, okay, here's what I know for the exam to get yourself like a confidence boost. You know, when you're like sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm about to take this exam. Here's what I know. Like, I know this stuff. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. But like, you can't think of anything. Because yes. it's just, it's so consumed. That's kind of yes. how I feel about servant leadership. Like, I feel like I need to read, like, five books on it. Yes. Just to sort of, like, get it clarified again. Like, back into those, like, easier pathways Breakdown. almost. Yes. yes. Exactly. Like, what are we actually trying? Yeah. Because I think that that was kind of my takeaway, too. It's a awesome topic. Like, freaking love this. I think that this is a conversation that should be had in many different levels, Um within like our culture and our community, but there's definitely a part of it that it's just like, okay, I guess there's also like kind of the, the background stuff, which is what we were sort of starting with, which makes sense. And then like the actual like application organizationally and personally. Yeah. So I was just like, man, could I just like boil this all down into like one or two concise sentences? Like, that wouldn't be very easy. Not yet. No, not for sure not. I think if I had to, um, I just listened to, I love TED Talks. And if you look up servant leadership on TED Talks, by oh. golly, you have so many. Like, I've never looked up a topic for, like, TED Talks and actually had that many options. I was amazed. That's awesome. So, so there, there are a lot of conversations around it. There are. I had, there were four different ones that I just vaguely listened to, like, while I was kind of doing things around the house this morning, and four awesome speakers with totally all different backgrounds, mm. and had so many different things to offer to bring to the table. And I think if I had to put it in one sentence, I think the fact that you have to learn how to serve before you lead mm-hmm. is probably one that really stuck with me, because I'm like, do I even... Like, you know, self-reflecting, obviously, like, do I even serve well? Wow. You you can be like, you know, oh, yeah, like I do this well or this well. But there are certain things you can obviously point out to do better and that'll be with anything. Um, But that was one takeaway that I really hold near and dear. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, The other takeaway that you and I talked about as I was like writing the little description for the second episode of servant leadership was that it was Larry and Robert. (laughs) Yes. Which were our like servant leader gurus that we were looking to. 
Um, but really it's Larry and Bob. And then we went down this whole VeggieTale path. <laughs> That's right. Um, did you get a chance to listen to any VeggieTale songs? I surely after- did not, but. <laughs> Dang it, Em, come on. I know. I will Where are put your- it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> where are your pri- okay the water buffalo song i know that's the one you said it's- that's where it's at you'll have to send it to me so i like have to listen to it i will you know i'm like writing a note <laughs> yeah, to do um, this hold on a second i'm literally before i go to bed if this I had- must be done do you know how like you either have 20 pens or none absolutely i what just have that, that what is that phenomenon i feel have like no idea give that phenomenon a name yeah it's, it's a legit thing it really is it really is um while you're writing that to-do list portion down (laughs) i water buffalo song in one of the ted talks there were this this woman's name is ali fett and um she's worked in many different facets and does some speaking of of leadership and, and servant leadership and she gave these three statistics which i just thought were mind-blowing that I actually wrote down like I literally you know when you like you have no pen and you have nothing to write on and you're like doing things around the house and you're like okay I guess I'll write it in my notes but then you have to like pause the video and remember what was being said and then write it in your note so um these three stats were the first one being 75% of people leave an organization not because of what they do but because of their boss and that was a Dale Carnegie study 75% leave an organization not because of what they do but because of their boss interesting because i do think that a lot of people would say like maybe i don't love my job or not every aspect of it but if i'm under good leadership i'm yeah. kind of willing to like stick it out through some of like the mucky parts that are not that amazing right yeah another one said it was a gallup research and it said that 87 percent of workers worldwide sort their job as more of a frustration than that of fulfillment 87 percent say that again is a source of frustration more than fulfillment yeah 87 percent of workers worldwide they sort their job as more of a frustration rather than that of fulfillment that makes me sad isn't that crazy 87 percent is wild and the last one was 65 percent of our life is spent working or preparing to work which i feel like we all kind of know especially as nurses but yeah when you say those three days a week um, you know, but 65% is spent working or preparing like mentally or physically or whatever you do to work. So that was another crazy one just to show how important that this, this stuff can be. Yeah. Sidebar. Yeah. Those are good numbers though, because I do think a, as nurses, we really do appreciate some of the actual like data. Yeah. So I love that you were able to find some hard and fast numbers. Now, do you have any idea? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Do you have any idea of like how long ago those studies were completed like Um, the last 10 years i'm not sure i don't know curious are are the current i thought the carnegie studies were the ones that we the annual ones or maybe that was wrong maybe i'm thinking of something else i for sure don't know but i feel like the numbers i would just be interested because you know like how it's differed every year yes yeah the ted talk was by ali fett so i didn't write down like what year she was speaking okay um, but I would presume when she used them, they were recent studies. Okay. So yeah. Awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that. Also, yeah. I kind of want to, let's just like hit pause for a minute on servant leadership, um, because I kind of want to talk about this million nurse March that's mm. going to be happening in Washington, DC. Cause I don't think everybody knows about it. And I think that everybody should know about it. Yeah. 
Um, do you know which date it is, though? Because I'm aware that, like, I don't know that answer. Um, I could probably find it for you. I have it written down somewhere. Okay, so the Million Nurse March is going to be happening in Washington, D.C. Um, it's obviously a collective uh, group of nurses that are all showing up. And basically, the agenda is that they are trying to cap travel nurse pay. And so that matters because at first I was like, oh, I don't know if that matters that much. Like I care. Like I don't want to cap the the nurse pay for those that are travelers. Um, hello, Emily. But mm-hmm. also I was just like, but how does that actually impact me? And then I was, which I don't mean to sound like a jerk. Like if it doesn't impact me, I don't care. But it does impact us. So like we need to be really aware that not only are we standing Beside, like, our fellow travelers, but, like, that idea of capping their pay will greatly impact not just that position, um, but also all of us that are staff nurses as well. Because it really just changes the trajectory of how they handle, like, the position of nursing overall. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's making sense. But basically, if it's not making sense, you can Google it and then be like, oh, this is what Meg was trying to say. No, it makes sense. I also and think like, that there are there are mixed things that this is about, right? So it's not I think that is a piece of it to my knowledge that I've been reading. It's been hard to find like straight stats, but it's on ratios and such as well, right? I'm not sure if it comes into it or not. I was invited Safe staffing. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say that I know that I'm on a Facebook page that I got invited to that is this. So I would say like Look into that. And actually, Australia just did their march yesterday um, for very similar things, like the Australian nurses. So there's like solidarity worldwide, which is also why I want to show up, because I believe that that solidarity is just really important and that we should be using our collective voices a little bit more um, for those issues that are really important to us. Like, I, I just don't know. I've never quite understood why there's like more of us than anybody else in the body of healthcare professionals. And I'm just not sure why nurses haven't utilized that voice a little bit more. Now, and you have worked under a union, which mm-hmm. you always felt gave, like you had a little bit of a different takeaway and perspective because of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I never thought that was never a deciding factor of like, oh, I'm going to this hospital because it's a union, but I definitely saw many, many benefits of a union, and I felt very blessed to work under the one that I did. Um, and by the way, date is May 12th in um, Washington, D.C. Thank you, love. Yeah. So March 12th, check it out. I'm um, oh, sorry, May 12th. Blah, blah, blah. May? May 12th. Okay, even better, because now y'all can get, right, because who has time to actually get yeah, off for March no. 12th, because your schedule is in, my friend. Crazy. May 12th. Uh, May 12th. Okay, so... You know what? And I will try to keep some stuff posted on our page as I like find good information um, just so that you guys know how to like get down there and and that kind of stuff. So anywho, to be continued and or do a Google on that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for my tangent. Back Uh to servant leadership. Yes. Um, and the Water Buffalo song, Larry and Bob. If you guys don't know Veggie Tales, um, it's like a Christian cartoon of vegetables that <laughs> sing and dance and um, tell Bible stories. And it's pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. It's got like 
a little underlying like adult humor, meaning that if you're an adult, you can still find it enjoyable. Not that it's like rated R, not that kind of adult humor. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so M found some good stats. Love that. Oh, dang it. And I just lost my page in my book. So like I said, last, well, the last two weeks, I guess we were t- kind of talking about like the origins of servant leadership because it does sound very churchy and Jesus-y and it is those things, but also that it was actually founded not in those things. And Em, I think you were sharing that there was like Chinese ancient yeah. writings. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. So there's actually a lot of different spaces, I feel like different religions and just different you know, even just the golden rule, do unto others as you would want done to yourself kind of thing. Like, it's good for us to know how to serve others. It's good for us to take care of other individuals um, and to recognize their needs and be willing to put their needs first. Because that's not easy, especially in the society and culture that we live in. I mean, it's just, it's just true. I've seen it demonstrated differently um in Africa in Haiti um I know that you could like say the same thing so I always I find it interesting like culture to culture how this kind of stuff can be very different Mm -hmm. um so I pulled out a book called lead like Jesus I would 1000% recommend it it's all about servant leadership um I started it uh, last summer I think that's embarrassing wow time got away from me <laughs> um, but anyway pulled it back off the shelf because we were focused on this topic and I was just like oh my gosh this is going to be perfect and it was perfect so it's Ken Blanchard and Phil Hodges and they kind of broke down the leadership so big concept like Jesus did not come to change the world at like the organizational level which I thought was really interesting because so many times, I don't know. I don't know, Em, how are you wired? Like when you go in to like make change, are you a little bit more like grassroots? Are you more like big picture? Like how does that normally bubble up inside of you? Yeah. I feel like I get very discouraged when big picture doesn't start to form. Um, I think I take like smaller steps initially, but then I like, have this naive understanding of like how things work sometimes. And I'm just like Uh such a um, adventurous free soul that I just think everything will work itself out. And Mm. I just imagine everything just folding into place perfectly. But Mm -hmm, does that make mm -hmm, sense? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I think I'm definitely like a visionary and I like to see like the 30,000 foot view which is like the bird's eye view to be like how is this all gonna play out um but I also think again because you and I have traveled internationally I think it's like kind of a unique perspective to say like sometimes in order to um have the same end result it might look different of how you get there yeah depending on like who you're working with, you know what I mean? What are the value systems, things like that. And a big piece of leading that I've heard multiple people on these TED Talks say is that you've got to be in and create an environment that allows you to take risks. And with risks comes lots of failures. And so I think that is what you're saying too. Yes. That's like the man in the arena, Brene Brown. Yeah. 
y'all look that up because we we have quoted that before um and i think you brought that last time didn't you yes because then we figured out that tj loves that quote yes he does that is true tj's my husband i think Um, it was a uh originally a teddy roosevelt quote right yeah it is and she also has a netflix special that she like talks about it yes anyways sorry tangent um, so I just think it's interesting that like that wasn't necessarily Jesus's like ultimate goal was walking in and being like, let's scrap everything and start over. Like he literally was pouring into his 12 disciples, just a small group of men. And then he built a culture of trust. So even within like, this is the first time spent in the wilderness. Oh, but first he spent time in the wilderness affirming who he would follow and who he was going to be. So, okay. Like when we look at like the Jesus model, which if we're doing like servant leadership, like that's kind of ultimately the model that I would be looking at anyway. um, He started just by simply going off by himself, figuring out what God was asking of him and who he was supposed to like be and do in the midst of all of that. So I think like even within our units, we kind of need to understand our purpose um, this goes back to some of that times that we've talked about, like being in like a devotional or discerning sort of circle, having that accountability partner, because I think a lot of times, like you're not really going to be bold if you are not confident that you are planted where you're meant to be 100%. Now, for however long that might be. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you've got that, your story of your journey in the ICU and like the first time through, it was only was it six months? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when you walked back into that space, you knew that you were meant to be there differently than the first time. Yeah. So your confidence level was different. And so then Jesus takes knowing that affirmation into just a small group of people that he was pouring into. And most importantly, like a culture of trust. I really loved that the book said it that way. Because, again, I'm big on the culture, but I also think, like, that's a buzzword when we talk about management and an organization. And so I would say, like, what is the culture in your unit? What is the culture that is being fostered um, within your hospital setting or, you know, whoever your employer is? Because I think you've got to have trust. And then it goes into, like, relationships, And the other thing was there was um, a statement, and I've actually heard this before, driven versus called. Hmm. And I was like, well, we could unpack that for a hot minute, too, because obviously as nurses, a lot of us are very driven. And you were talking about passion, passion passion and persuasion last week. Right. And so I think even driven versus called. Um, can look very different. We can be very driven and we might not be called. Mm hmm. I feel like that could be like a stinger for yeah, some people. Right. That could be a stinger for me even, you know, like driven versus called. So there's three, wait, one, two, three, four ways that they then break out like servant leadership, your heart, your head, your hands, and your habits. So leaders mentioned like six times-ish. Um. In the Bible, servant is mentioned 900 plus times in the Bible. Wow. There's some numbers for you. That's crazy. So the heart, like if we start with heart, applying it to ourselves, applying it out into our organizations, basically your heart is like, what is your motivation? Right. Effective leadership starts on the inside. 
it's a heart matter, a hundred percent. Like why do you even want to leave? Yeah. Someone had said, um, in one of the things I was watching that once you win their heart, you also win their mind. Like as in like people Mm -hmm. around you and those you're working for or working, um, are working under you or whatever the case. And I thought about it in like personal, like relationship wise, like if you win someone's heart, that is so true that like you immediately win their mind in a way that their assumptions are for you. You know, your way of persuasion will not be as challenging because they already have sided with you. And so I think, yeah, it's totally a heart, a heart leading perspective. Yeah. And it goes back to like the trust. Because I mean, that's kind of what you're saying. Right. Once somebody trusts you, they're like all in. Right. Like they know your motives. They support you. You don't have to convince them every time. Like we need to go this direction and here's why and here's what the data says and here's the graph and here's, do you know what I mean? Like what you know, when you're following like a charge nurse, uh, somebody who's running the code, your doctors, and you just unequivocally trust them when they're like, give this, do this. You're just like, yes, done. Here we go. Yeah. Right. You're not like, is that really the right thing to do? I right. mean, I'm not saying we should be like keeping our brains engaged, but right. yeah, I definitely like what you're, what you're saying. Right. And then, um, Let's do one more and then we'll, we'll close this podcast. What do you think? Wrap it up and then we'll like reopen with hands and habits Yeah, for our next one. Okay. So then head actually goes really like hand in hand with what you were just talking about too, like beliefs and theories. So in your head, as you're leading, like what are your ultimate beliefs and theories? Um, What are other people thinking about you, believing about you? I'm not saying that it's always going to be accurate, but again, like, what is the motive for you wanting to lead? Is it an ego-driven thing? Is it um, to advance your career? Is it, I don't know, like a whole host of reasons that you might be motivated to lead? Yeah. And I think even if, like we have said this before, you know, whether you're in a leadership role or not, like you're leading and you're influencing those around you and you're being influenced by those around you. And so even just checking, you know, we talk about that a lot and we're huge on awareness and self-reflection and, um, but those motives and, and all that, like, yeah, huge to like re recheck and then recheck again and constantly be, you know, that's a part of our faith too, like constantly checking in. So yeah, it goes along with that for sure. They were saying in the book that this is also where the accountability comes in too, right? Because you, there are a lot of people who do start off with pure motives yeah. and then it's very easy to allow ego to happen. And I think that we've seen that in the church at times and that tends to be what really um, fools people away from the church is that they see, you know, some um, pastor who has this really amazing platform and all of a sudden the pastor is not using the platform appropriately. Yeah. And so, again, if we're willing to leave accountability partners in place who really can ask us the hard questions, can ask us where we've been, what we're doing, like check um, our motives and our attitudes, like that's priceless. It's really priceless. Yeah. Okay. So lead like Jesus, servant leadership, heart and head. That's our wrap up for that one. Yes. And we will finish this up in the next podcast next week. Yes. We'll see Does you guys then. Good? That sounds Yay. wonderful. All right, friends. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.